0: In episode 67, we learn what you need to know about remote work and artificial intelligence, part one. You're listening to The Remote Work Retirement Show, the only show that helps semi-retirees figure out the remote work options. I believe that remote work is the new retirement plan and that many retirees have both the ability and desire to work how they want so they can live how they want. Let's dig into today's episode. Hello again, and welcome to a brand new series all about what you need to know about remote work and artificial intelligence. Now, this is part one of a four-part series. If you're new to the show, let me back up and tell you a little bit about how we do things around these parts. Rather than throw a new topic at you every episode on this show, I like to go deeper into one main topic and explore it from different angles. And the idea is that by the last episode in the series, you have a firm foundation, including ideas, tips, and often resources to actually put something you learn into practice. So if you like that approach, then keep listening because this series is going to be a game changer, especially if you want to work remotely, either for a company or for yourself or even in a business or maybe just supplemental income. Let's start with what I'll be covering in these episodes. Today, I will set the foundation for why this topic is so important, especially right now, and quite frankly, forever. Then in the next episodes, I'll be talking about the most important skills you need to know to work remotely, the most important things you can do to upskill on artificial intelligence, and finally, how to position yourself as an AI specialist which you can then add to your resume, your LinkedIn profile, or even just your business. So to get things started, I want to talk about where we're at in our evolution of remote work and the intersection of artificial intelligence. Now, the time of this episode is in September of 2023. So if you are listening to this a little bit later, maybe some of this has changed But the principles of what I'm going to talk about will remain the same for a really long time, if not forever. Now, all throughout 2023 and even back in 2022, there has been a lot of hullabaloo. Yes, that's the official word about the job market drying up and remote jobs going away. And I have been calling BS on the economists for a long time. And quite frankly, I've been right. I've also been warning my clients that this can't last forever because really it's been a bit of a job boom. We've had really historic low unemployment. Despite layoffs in the tech industry, we've still seen a really strong job market, but I know it's not going to last forever. And in August, we started to see more of that cool down. So we saw an uptick in the unemployment rate. It's gone up to about 3.8%. And it's been bouncing around the 3.4% and up since January of this year. But let's put this in perspective. 3.8% unemployment rate is still really low, especially when you compare it to 11% unemployment in the 80s, 10% unemployment in the 2010s. But here we are, we do have a little bit of a cooling off in the job market, and we do need to acknowledge that. But here's what's bananas at the same time. Employers are still struggling to find good workers. And of course, good worker is a subjective term, but it boils down to someone who really wants the job, has the skills to do the job, and also sticks around, doesn't leave the job. And the problem is that many of these companies are facing an ongoing tug of war with remote work. That's one of the things that they're facing. And what's really confusing is that there's two made headlines about remote work. One of the headlines is, remote work is dead. And the other headline is, remote work is here to stay. So again, it's kind of these competing trends. So the trends really do reflect the battle of employees having the leverage, meaning they have the choice of going to a remote job or an employer that offers remote work. But then the leverage kind of swinging back to the employers having the power. And in a perfect world, companies would bring everybody back to the office because, well, to put it plainly, managers just have more control when they can see you, right or wrong. Also, there are costs like office space and equipment. And I have to admit, there are good reasons to come back into an office sometimes, you know, like to work and see the people you work with, to work collaboratively from time to time. Sometimes you just cannot beat a conversation that happens at a water cooler. I actually miss those conversations. But the horse is out of the barn, and you can't just bring everybody back into the office when they've already had the taste of freedom. And let me say, yes, choices. They have choices because there are still many companies who offer either fully remote jobs, partially remote jobs, or at least some type of flexible work arrangement. Now, one of the best policies I've seen recently is one from a company called Smuckers. You may have heard of them. Yes, they make jelly and peanut butter and things like that. And in an article in Fortune magazine, August 28th, 2023, they came up with what I think is one of the better hybrid remote work policies I've seen. And instead of making people come in several days a week, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like a lot of companies are doing, they've come up with this policy called 22 core weeks. And the whole idea is that you need to come into the office approximately 22 weeks in the year. Now, how you do that is very flexible. Now, if you do the math, that equates to about two weeks per month. But again, there's a lot of flexibility in how you can come in and how you use that time. And this is a really good fit for a lot of people that often enjoy coming into the office, but just don't want to be forced into how they come into the office. So they get the benefit of things like collaborative meetings and meeting people face-to-face and getting things done in an office when sometimes that's more appropriate. And in many of these cases, the commuting costs are cheaper Than if they had to live in the same city of the company that they work for and drive in. And so, while I don't think this policy works for every company in every situation, what I do appreciate is how Smuckers is really trying to find the balance between what works for them and what works for their culture. I respect that. But let's turn to the other fly in this employment ointment, which affects remote workers and remote business, and that is AI artificial intelligence. It is emerging as a must-have skill for workers and a must-have approach to business. For example, in my business, I'm currently implementing a lot of AI technology, sometimes much to my chagrin, but I have to because I have to speed up my processes. And quite frankly, I have to keep up with my competitors. And if I don't implement AI, it's an actual risk to my business and even to the people that I serve. Let's talk about AI as it pertains to workers. Businesses much bigger than mine that employ hundreds, if not thousands of people, are struggling to find the right talent that has any AI skills, even the basic ones. Combine that with AI technologies that they can't even implement because they don't have the right talent. And then if they do have the right talent, sometimes they lose people to better jobs and better remote jobs in particular. So that leaves a lot of companies scrambling. Let's take one company in particular that's been around a really long time, and that's Accenture. Accenture is a global business consulting firm. It's been around for a really long time. And in an article on Newsroom in June of 2023, it talked about how Accenture is investing $3 billion into accelerating their AI solutions so that they can serve their clients. The problem is they don't have enough talent to actually implement those solutions. So part of that investment will be hiring or really doubling their AI talent to 80,000 people, but they also have to train those people. So they're taking some of that investment again, and they're developing AI training programs so they can actually implement these solutions. So that example is just one of many, where you can see how AI is really impacting the landscape of a lot of businesses. And then again, combine that with remote work, and we have a bit of a perfect storm. So let me talk big picture for a moment as I wind down some of the trends, again, that I'm kicking off in part one of this series. The job market is cooling off. In short, that means there are less jobs to go around. The remote work battle rages on and companies are still losing good talent or not finding good talent to begin with. AI is hitting the scene at a ferocious rate, but there are not enough skilled workers. So what does all of this mean for you? Well, if you're someone who plans to get a new job anytime soon or change roles or work remotely or come out of retirement, my favorite community, or start a business, then you need two core things. The first is you need to know how to position yourself as a flexible and desirable remote worker, someone who has the right remote skills and is really adaptable. I think that's the most important thing right now is to be very, very adaptable. And I'll talk more about what that looks like next time. Second, you must, 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 must learn AI, at least in a basic level you have to be able to put things on your resume or LinkedIn or your business website that you can use things like chat GPT at a minimum. You need to understand what a prompt is. You need to be able to write effective prompts. If you don't know what I'm talking about, that's a clue that you need to learn this. You need to know at least some AI technology, whether that's AI in project management, copy editing tools, graphic design, even if you want to start a blog, a YouTube channel, an e-commerce business, it doesn't even matter what kind of business you want to start or even something you want to do on the side to earn supplemental income. You will need to know AI tools. Now, the good news is a lot of tools right now are starting to implement AI right into them. So in some cases, you can learn a lot of this for free inside of the tool. But you need to know what tools to even start with, and that's going to depend on what kind of job you want. And you need to know some of this because you don't want to fall behind the people who know these things, whether that's people looking for jobs like you or people starting businesses like you. I'll be talking about all of this and more throughout this series, so buckle up and get ready for a wild ride into the future that is actually here in the present. See you next time. If you're looking to get back into the workforce, change jobs, work remotely or learn AI, check out my free remote work training so you can get ahead of the trends and stay ahead of the pack. Check out the link in the show notes or go to camilleatel.com and press the free training button.